Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. It is a pleasure to be with you once again. Uh, It is Wednesday, February 10th, and it's an exciting day when it comes to the Grizzlies basketball organization, not just because uh, we've got Grizzlies basketball in a very exciting matchup tonight between LaMelo Ball and John Morant, which we'll get into in just a bit, but it's also the start of the Memphis hustle season down in the G League bubble in Orlando. And of course, when it comes to the hustle. The one guy who we love to talk with, a very good friend of mine, uh, one of the folks who I have definitely um, enjoyed getting to know and have grown to admire his work um, over the past few years. He's GBB's own Brandon Abraham, known as Mr. Hustle. Brandon, how are you today, sir? Sean, I'm just living the dream, and I'm going to have to save you know the intro for this because I think that's the nicest you've ever been to me. Yeah. Yeah, well, the reason why is because of this. Over the past few years, Brandon has really come to admire and be inspired by by my hard work, and I've really come to be annoyed and insulted by his. But that's that's kind of the love hate relationship that we have. I'm completely kidding, Brandon. It's it's, it's all for, for good reason. You're you're about one of the kindest and hardest working guys I know when it comes to covering the Grizzlies and the hustle. And more than anything, it's just always good to catch up with a good friend. So glad to have you today. I appreciate you having me, Sean. It's always fun to talk, catch up, banter a little bit, and as always, talk basketball. It is, and we get to talk. We get to talk a bit more of it than just the regular Grizzlies, of course, with the hustle, you know, um, season starting. Now, if you've followed the hustle over the past few years, especially since they became, you know, in the Memphis area, part of the G League, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, just expanding the overall Grizzlies experience here in Memphis, you've probably come to know the name Brandon Abraham, one of the hardest working people when it comes to covering basketball in the area, but especially his focus on the hustle, just great content, really allowing for those of us who don't get to experience it on a consistent basis just a you know just a fuel full and fun view of everything that is the hustle but this year I think we're going to get a little bit of enhanced version of that and that's what we're bringing Brandon in to talk you can follow the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. You can follow the podcast wherever podcasts are available. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Podcasts, the podcast app on your phone. You can find the written work of me and Brandon, as well as uh, some of his great work when it comes to podcasts over at Grizzly Bear Blues and part of the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. But Brandon, let's jump right into it. So, you know, just a bit more excitement, it seems, this year when it comes to the G League. I know last year, was fun, especially with some names out there like Josh Jackson, and I know some favorites of yours like John Conchar, but just the season was interrupted. It's been nearly a year, but now that it's gotten going, there just seems to be a bit more excitement because of the setup that's there this year with the with the hustle and G League. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it's really exciting. Um, I think the ability to do a lot of stuff virtually helps out a ton. Um, you know, I was l- l- fortunate enough to be able to attend the Hustle Media Day last week and, you know, had a good bit of callers in on there, you know, just listening, gathering data, you know, people asking questions. And, you know, from a coverage standpoint, it's good to see because, you know, with everything kind of online and virtual, it's easier for more people to be involved with covering the G League. And, you know, with the bubble, everybody's there. It's kind of a condensed, you know, schedule. You know, they're playing all their games you know, basically in a month. And so it, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of basketball really fast. You have 17 G League teams, you know, out of the usual 28. 
And then you throw in the G League Ignite team with Jalen Green, Jonathan Kamunga, and Isaiah Todd, among others. And, you know, there's just a lot of excitement, you know, starting tomorrow, or I guess today. Yeah, we are recording this show on Tuesday night before it goes out, uh, obviously, on Wednesday. But that's the other thing about it is that when we you know, we talk about this setup enhancing the overall experience with the fact that you're going to have a lot of day games that are going to be consistently, you know, almost every other day over the next month. Some games will be more exciting than others, but especially that Ignite game, you know, that's happening, you know, towards the end of the month of February. So when you look at this schedule, Brandon, I believe that it's 15, 16 games overall. We'll get into the roster in the first, in the second, in the uh, later in the first and in the second segment as well. But when you look at the schedule, that also has a setup to it because again, not only is it about every other day, but there are different variations of times. You know, even in the morning and the afternoon. You know, for a world right now that is a bit more remote and you know may have you know more availability to watch things during the day, it's going to be nice to consistently be able to have the viewing pleasure of watching this hustle team on a nearly every other day basis. Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be great. You know, it, it kind of takes you back to when the NBA bubble started and it was fun, you know, working from home and 11 o'clock hits and, you know, games are about to start. You know, you can watch basketball, you know, sitting on your couch, you know, in between meetings or whatever you're doing. And, you know, you're going to get that with the G League. And I, I think it's going to help, you know, the G League brand grow and people are going to tune in because, you know, obviously the Super Bowl you know, it was this past weekend, football's over with for a little bit. And, you know, you at least have a couple of weeks before baseball really kind of picks up with spring training. Um, you know, so people are, you know, looking for something, you know, a little bit during the day. And why not watch live basketball? You know, especially when, you know, basketball fans can be, you know, influenced and, you know, interested with the major storylines in the G League this season. You know, the G League Ignite are obviously one of the big talks of the town, but you also have, uh, you know, Jeremy Lin making his potential NBA comeback, you know, with the Santa Cruz Warriors. And then you have a lot of, you know, rookies from this past, you know, NBA draft class being sent down on, you know, assignments to various teams. And, you know, there's players that you generally want to care about and watch and see how they play. And, you know, the fact that you're not, you know, having to decide between watching the hustle of the Grizzlies one night just makes it so much better you know tomorrow just for or today for instance you have the hustle at 10 30 you know get some work done maybe take a nap and then you have the grizz facing off against the hornets at night i mean what's what's not to love about that and that's the thing about it you know you bring up a great point you know it, it just like any other year you got the super bowl and then, you know, for me, for us in particular, I know we're both Braves fans, you know, it used to be that, you know, we kind of were waiting for spring training, but we really were going to try to fit something in between the Super Bowl and March Madness. Well, now you've got several days in which you're going to have G League games early in the day, a Grizz game at night, but also now with this, the G League really leading up right to March Madness and the G League tournament going to be during March Madness, you're going to have a daily ability to watch multiple sources of the league's future play in a lot of different ways. So that's the other benefit of this setup is that it's a connection point that really allows for you to have that full year-round sports experience that you know we all need right now with all else that's going on in the world. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's going to be great. You know, it's it'll be interesting to see how the uh, – the players respond, um, you know, just looking ahead to next week, you know, on Monday, the hustle play at 10 o'clock in the morning, 
but then they don't play again until Wednesday at 6.30 at night, you know? So it's kind of one of those, is that almost too much time off between games or is it, you know, a good refresher? So it'll be really interesting to see how the uh, teams kind of respond to the, the weird time timing of the games and, you know, it'll show a lot of the depth because, you know, coaches have to go deep into their rosters to make sure everybody's ready. Well, that certainly is something that the hustle will thankfully have a lot of. You know, the Grizzlies have prided their self on depth. But one thing that this hustle team, even when the initial roster was sent out and you had exciting names like Zaire Smith, David Stockton, Benny Boatwright, Shaq Buchanan, and others, there's been added depth to it. And, and we'll get into that in just a second. But, you know, there have been three other players added, and, and I'll get your thoughts on their, them in just a second. But when you initially saw this roster, uh, that was uh, that was released. I know that you've become accustomed to names like John Conchar, Dusty Hannes, you know Utah Watanabe, and others. Now, obviously, those players have moved on to the NBA or to other opportunities. But when you first looked at this original hustle roster that was going to play in Orlando, Brandon, what stood out to you? A player or two that you really were excited to see um, on a regular basis play under Jason March and his staff. You know, I'd have to say Benny Boatwright. Um just because, you know, he had a couple of preseason games with the Grizzlies. Um, he was on the hustle roster last year, but didn't play due, in, due to an injury. And, he, you know, he's a 6'10", uh, you know, really kind of stretch four, can be a small ball five, but, you know, he's a really good three-point shooter. Um, it'll be interesting to really see how his ability to protect the rim is, um, you know, at the G League level. Um, I mean, I was really excited to see him, you know, Obviously, I knew he'd be on the roster with an Exhibit 10 contract over the offseason, but, you know, just he's someone I'm really looking forward to watching play because, you know, he hasn't played a real game in a while, but, you know, he has a really nice, um, you know, way of playing the game. And, you know, I think it'll make the hustle fun. And, and he's kind of an under-the-radar person because, you know, Shaq will get a lot of the attention just, you know, because he's John Morant's bounce brother. And, you know, he really took off last year after – basically a lot of the hustle stars kind of graduated um you know but i'm really excited to see um you know benny boatwright get back on the court and you know you know just make it rain from deep and so brandon that's the other thing that i'll ask you know when when people view the you know basically the, the correlation that they have because you know if you grew up you know especially in a if you were a baseball fan growing up you know you became accustomed to the minor leagues and you would think that the you know but this G League, it's basically basketball's minor leagues, but doesn't necessarily work the same way. What does seem to be the case is that for people like a Shaq Buchanan, a David Stockton, who I believe this is his second year, though he played elsewhere last year, someone like a Benny Boatwright, whatever case it may be, you've got some of these players who are going to be playing in their second season, you know, even with the hustle. But as they get into that style of play with the bu- in the bubble, or excuse me, in the uh, G League, and they obviously get in, you know, used to a system, it seems to work just like the NBA. This second year really could be a launching pad for a few careers because of the continuity that they had from where they played previously, you know, last year in the G League. Yeah, I mean, you know, no doubt at all. I mean, you look at, you know, two of, you know, the Hustle have been really great with their G League team. Um, I guess the Grizzlies have been great with the Hustle, um, you know, really developing talent, finding what they've got, you know, and you've got a little bit of that, you know, John Conchar on a two-way last year, you know, getting an NBA contract and locking in, you know, four years with the Grizzlies. But, you know, if you really want to look at some of the premier teams, you got to look at, you know, Toronto and Miami, you know. 
Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson were playing for the Sioux Falls Sky Force a couple of years ago, and it was that second year in the G League where they really kind of took off. You know, they earned that two-way contract for the second year, and they played really great. You know, and then, you know, although a lot of Grizzlies fans didn't particularly agree with it, Nunn was, you know, a finalist for Rookie of the Year, and Duncan Robinson, you know, is one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. And then you go to the Raptors side, you've got Pascal Siakam, who started out in the G League, and he's, you know, an all-star player, one of the Raptors' greats. And even this year, you've got Chris Boucher, you know, really stepping up, you know, with, you know, Marc Gasol leaving to go to the Lakers. Boucher's gotten more minutes, and he's been balling out this season. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's that second and third year is kind of make or break because at that point, you know, for the most part, everyone's still a young prospect and can show NBA potential. Um, but after that second or third year, you know, you look at a guy like Dusty Hannah, you know, before the G League bubble came together, he, he kind of was ready to move on and was going to go play in uh, Greece. And then the bubble came together and, you know, Hustle ended up trading him to the Lakers who flipped him to the Warriors in exchange for David Stockton. Um, so it's definitely after that second or third year, it's, you get to, you know, that make it or break it point, but, you know, Guys like Shaq Buchanan, Ahmad Kaver, um, and, you know, even though it's really his first year of the team, you know, and he's really on the Grizzlies, like John Tay Porter, this will be a big 15-game trip for him. Well, the other thing that I'll say is, is that that is one name that we're going to discuss. So me and Brandon, you know, look, we, we've discussed the roster so far. We've talked about the original roster that is in place. But what really is making this roster exciting is some of the names that have been added over the past week. Coming up, I'm going to talk with Brandon a bit more about those names why those names make this hustle team even more exciting than originally expected, and how, in general, this bubble experience really could be a launching pad for the great product the NBA hopes the G League could be over the next few years. Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or you spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to... to Provide targeted relief where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBDMD product, you can get 25% off your next order when you use the promo code MBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code MBA, for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read this in the New York Times, InStyle Magazine, or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have, have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com, and when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. 
Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Burkowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So, Brandon, you know, the original roster was sent out, and you mentioned, you know, names like Benny Boatwright, Chat Buchanan, you know, and others. But one name that really stood out to me is a former first-round pick. I believe that he was the 14th, 15th pick back in the 2018 draft. But Zaire Smith, he started off with the 76ers, just is not, I believe that's correct, just has not worked out as far as his career is gone. But at the end of the day, pedigree as well as highly thought-of prospect profile is there with this guy, and you're hoping that maybe it really is able to be, you know, some untapped potential is able to show with the Grizzlies, you know, initial ability under Taylor Jenkins and his staff in this front office, their ability to develop players. Your thoughts on Zaire Smith? Is there intrigue there from your end on what he could do in this situation? Uh, there's a lot of intrigue, um, you know, not, probably not even just from the uh, the Grizzlies standpoint, but I'd imagine he's someone that a lot of scouts are going to be watching over the next, you know, if it makes it, you know, over the next month. Um you know, like you said, you know, he was a first round pick by the Sixers, had some weird kind of injury issues, um, and it didn't really pan out there. You know, just appeared in just 13 games, averaged, you know, less than four points per game. But, you know, you kind of got to look beneath the NBA surface because it kind of really seemed like the 76ers gave up on Zaire Smith. Um, you know, focusing on too, maybe not too much, but, you know, focusing a lot on, you know, their championship aspirations and kind of just didn't give him the opportunity to grow. Because um, last year when he was played with their G League affiliate, the Delaware Bluecoats, he averaged 13 and a half points per game, um, you know, and shot 53% from the field on 10 attempts per game. Three-point percentage was about 38%, which was, you know, pretty good because his shot was a question in Philadelphia. So he you know, he's shown the ability to be a solid, you know, player, at least at the G League level. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of intrigue to see how he plays, how he does, if he's healthy, how he looks. Um, and with the other recent assignment players, um, it, he, he's kind of gotten lost under the radar. And he uh, was late joining the team in the bubble um, due to nothing official, but presumably just kind of, you know, the health and safety protocols, getting there, having to quarantine and stuff. But I, I'm super excited to see Zaire Smith because it's, you know, it's a low risk, high reward type of, you know, signing, you know, if he looks great, you know, the Grizzlies can give him an NBA contract, you know, make something work, get him in, you know, get him back inside FedEx forum. And if it doesn't work out, you know, you had a first round pick on your G league team and it didn't work out. Like no one's going to lose sleep over that. Agreed. And that's something that this front office has really embraced being a small market, you know, a team that doesn't, you know, have just, you know, absolute endless resources like other markets do. They don't have the attraction, at least not as of yet, you know, until John Morant continues to get to his superstar or maybe he changes that, but to where they can solve issues with free agents, they've got to take chances. And the, the best way to do it is by utilizing the G League as a way to take no risk chances to see if something can be, you know, had. But you mentioned about like the 76ers with Zaire Smith. Uh, they they gave up on him, whatever you want to call it. It didn't work out within one or two years after being drafted. That used to be the calling card of the Grizzlies 
with first round picks, you know, about uh, probably towards the first half, you know, of last decade during the grit and grind era. But one thing that this regime has done is when they've identified talents, they've stayed loyal to them. And that's a certain example that is John Tay Porter. This is the player I'm most excited about because of just the tremendous potential versatility that you see in him. But he hasn't played in nearly three and a half years. Just your initial thoughts, Brandon, on your excitement of seeing him play. And and do you feel that this is a situation that will be conducive for him really to show his potential and show why the Grizzlies have been committed to him despite, you know, obviously his injury concerns? You know, Sean, I, I had a... Uh you know, being honest, when the Hustle first released their roster for the preseason, I thought, you know, they only had, I think, like 10 or 11 players on it. Um, and there was a lot of guards and forwards. There wasn't, you know, a ton of big men. And I thought they lacked size. And, you know, it kind of got me doing a little bit of digging and thinking. And I, mean, I, I just think it's a brilliant move by the front office to send John Tay Porter down on assignment. Um you know, he, he's, he got his money, you know, he signed, signed a contract this off season. Um, some of it's not guaranteed, but you know, he got his deal and, you know, it's a low pressure, you know, 15 game tryout, basically. He, he's not going to get minutes, you know, with the Grizzlies ahead of, you know, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, Gorgie Jang, Xavier Tillman. And, you know, that's even before you talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. Getting back into the lineup, you know, so, it's almost like a redshirt year in a sense, uh, you know, let him spend this season with the hustle, prove he's healthy, show off his ability. Um, you know, I think he'll be able to dominate down low. I'm really interested to see how he does as like a facilitating big man, um, you know, passing out of the post to the plethora of great three point shooters, the hustle has, um, you know, and obviously his, you know, ability to stay healthy. You know, if he can play in all 15 games, that would be fantastic. Um, you know, I'm super excited to see Jonte Porter play. I think the Grizzlies, you know, and Jonte for seemingly being so open and cool with, you know, doing a redshirt year with the hustle. I mean, I think it's, I think it's just great. You know, it's another example of the front office taking advantage of various opportunities that they have. And yeah, the reason why they're taking advantage of opportunities is because just like Taylor Jenkins and his staff ideally are trying to set up in Memphis by being, you know, able to, you know, put lineups out that can shoot one through five from distance. That's what you're really going to get now with the hustle. And two additions that that I'm really excited to see, and I know you are as well, in Tyrell Terry and Sam Merrill. Sam Merrill from the Bucks. Terry is a popular name in Memphis because he was a potential target, and we got right in front of him to get Bain in the draft. Bain went 30, Tyrell Terry went 31. But those additions to the roster really make you excited about Porter's facilitation, but also with Porter Boatwright, Merrill Terry, and others, just the spacing and the shooting, just an exciting brand of basketball certainly is on the horizon with Merrill and Terry added to the equation. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's going to be great because, you know, I mean, in front offices will be watching the tape, you know, so they're not going to necessarily box score watch like some. But when it comes to, you know, whether it's Grizzlies fans or, you know, other pieces of the Memphis media who, you know, don't get the chance to watch as much hustle, you know, hopefully they get to watch more this year. But, you know, just as I've noticed over the last few years, you know, there's people who box score watch a little bit and, you know, I've admitted had to do it some myself but the box score is going to look great with the hustle you know Jonte Porter you know 
with the talent he has on the wings to throw to, you know, for open threes, to create shots. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he averages over four or five assists per game just, you know, with the elite shooting talent that the Hustle have on the roster. Whereas if, you know, the full 28 teams were in the bubble and, you know, the rosters were a little bit more depleted, you know, if he's thrown it out to somebody who's just bricking up shots, then, you know, his box, his stats might not look as good as the way he's playing. So, it, you know, I think, you know, we're looking up some big numbers here. You know, I'm I'm really excited about the addition of Merrill and Terry. Um, and when the Grizzlies, you know, when we got the Woj bomb that the Grizzlies traded up to get the 30th pick, you know, pretty much the people I was watching the draft with were like, okay, we got to get Tyrell Terry or Desmond Bain. You know, went with Bain, loved the pick, and Tyrell Terry hasn't gotten great opportunity with the Mavericks yet, but he's a elite shooting guard, um, you know, come down with the hustle. And Sam Merrill was, you know, really one of my favorite prospects on the tail end of the draft last year. I was, you know, as things unfolded, I was really hoping he was going to go undrafted and the Grizzlies could get him on a two-way deal. Didn't work out. Bucks drafted him, but, you know, it's still really exciting to see his kind of all-around game and elite shooting play. And you add in McDermott and Smith as well. I mean, you've just got six or seven players who are going to make a really exciting brand of basketball that matches what the preference is starting to emerge as, you know, being there, what Memphis wants as far as having a lot of different shooting options and different lineups throughout the game. But the other thing about it is it's the other caveat is it's not just what you desire to see on the court, but it's exactly that. You know, the Grizzlies want these players to develop in this type of system for if they do make it to Memphis, they'll be able to contribute in what Taylor Jenkins wants to run. But it's, a, it's an exciting style of basketball. And I think that that's another thing about this bubble setup and this TV setup and the way that you're going to be able to just have as much G League experience as possible, no matter who you cheer for, is this is an opportunity for the G League and the NBA to really add, you know, a second element to what the NBA already is. And especially with them wanting to incorporate more opportunities to get higher draft picks, to get more of the emerging young talent around as part of the league, as, as a counter to NCAA basketball. This really seems to be a launching pad type opportunity that the G League is looking for and the NBA could really benefit from. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great. Um... You know, like like we talked earlier, just with all the the early game times, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be NBA executives watching a lot more of the G League just because, you know, it's something to do at 10:30 in the morning. You know, obviously, depending on their position in the front office, they got other things to do. But I just think with the setup in Orlando and you know the time of all the games, people are going to be watching, and I and I think the G League Ignite team is going to be a big factor in that as well because you know you've got players eligible for, you know, next year's NBA draft. And you're going to have some people overreacting, you know, if Jonathan Kamunga struggles out the gate or if Isaiah Todd, you know, doesn't play well in, you know, 10 of the 15 games, you know, people are going to be questioning their, you know, draft stock or compared to, you know, Jalen Green or Kamunga or Todd, you know, to totally dominate the bubble, then, you know, they could solidify themselves as the top three picks in the draft regardless of what any of the other top prospects do this college basketball season. Um, so I, I think, you know, that's going to be a real interesting piece of it all is how, you know, how does Shaq Buchanan do going up against Jalen Green? Um, so for for being a young team, the Ignite are going to have a target on their back all all season long, and I think it's going to make them for some very entertaining basketball. 
And for a market like Memphis that wants to get as much basketball content as it can get, but do it in a way in which, you know, hey, you're getting a lot of basketball content, but you can relate it back to the Grizzlies. There's a lot of opportunity here. You know, we've got our draft pick for 2021. Kind of seen the season go up and down. We'll talk about that in a minute with Brandon. But regardless of what happens, this is now a great opportunity for you either through watching the hustle, you watching the Ignite, especially when they play the hustle on February 25th or just in general. But this leading up to the college basketball tournament, you now have two to three, two and a half months to where you really can see some young talent that you could potentially see in a Grizzlies uniform next year. Now, some of us have hopes that that talent, you know, plays on the other side of the state of Tennessee, while others may have it to where it's on the G League night. You're more attracted to the idea of a ball or two playing for the Grizzlies, right, Brandon? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, pretty much I'd be happy as long as, you know, they're not wearing that ugly orange out east. Brandon? If the Grizzlies wind up drafting Jaden Springer or Keon Johnson, I'm going to make a video for you like we did during our whole battle about the on the Grizz tournament, and it's just going to be me singing Rocky Top. That's all I'm going to do if we draft one of them. Are you ready for that? It, it pains me to say it. I'm ready for it because I, I, I love both those players. Watching what they did to Kentucky over the weekend was fun to watch. Well, Everything about that, that was just great, other than the orange. <laughs> well, I know that you also are having some fun watching your Memphis Tigers, but we can, we'll can we get into that more um, at another time. But the whole idea, though, is, is that besides the fact that you get to see the hustle, which in general is a great basketball product as well, you're going to need to follow Brandon, and we'll get a little bit more information to you at the end of the episode. But the whole idea is, is that we all just crave as much basketball as possible. This is an opportunity for the G League to really erupt and for fans in a market like Memphis who crave just the ability to get as much basketball content and get as much potential as possible out there to see the sport that they love. It really is a nice addition to the NBA and hopefully they'll get it right with this opportunity. But speaking of getting it right, that is something that both the Memphis Grizzlies and the Charlotte Hornets have done over the past few years, and we're starting to see indications that it really is setting up a nice-term future. We get the excitement of seeing that at the forefront of our minds tonight as the Grizzlies welcome the Hornets to the FedEx Forum. Coming up, I'm going to talk with Brandon a bit more about the youth movement that's going on in the NBA, but also really focusing on the matchup between LaMelo Ball and John Morant tonight. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Promo code locked on. Again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first Big Board of the Year out with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evelyn Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, so Brandon, just a couple of quick questions for you. So, you know, we hadn't talked to you. The last time that we spoke with you um, was in regards to the hustle over the offseason, just discussing, you know, what potentially could happen once the season began. But also want to get your thoughts. It's been a pretty up and down season, a lot of positive things, some negative things as well. Joe, are all your thoughts of, of how the Grizzlies have looked and, and kind of where you stand with them right now um, as they played over the past few months? So, you know, at the time of us recording here, they're in the middle of the four game losing streak. And, you know, some people are, you know, very much the sky is falling, you know, into the world. We suck, need to tank. Um, someone said that literally on the radio um, at some point this week, won't drop any names. But, you know, overall, I think if you had told me, you know, back in when training camp started or, you know, right at the beginning of the season, that the Grizzlies would be nine and 10 through 19 games with John Morant missing, you know, nearly three weeks. I'd be pretty ecstatic, you know, especially going in the fact that there's been no justice Winslow or Jaron Jackson jr. Um, you know, the four game losing streak right now, you know, is a bit of a bummer, but you know, overall, you know, it's been exciting. It's been fun. Um, you know, covering that MLK day game against the Suns was, you know, just a, a fun time in the forum. Uh, the going into San Antonio and kicking the Spurs butt, you know, over a weekend was fun. Getting pummeled by your boy Sabonis wasn't as much fun, but you know, I think the whole season's about that, that's, growth. That's that's um, Bayonis. That that's Bayonis, by the way. Sorry, sorry, um, but no, I, I just think that you know, people get a little bit too caught up in the wins and losses and. The players do too. You know, obviously, you want to win the game. You know that's a sign that you're growing and being better. But you know, I'm really just watching to see how players grow, and not even specifically, you know, the stars like John Morant. You know, I'm looking to really look at the role players. You know, how's Dylan Brooks? You know, his shooting's been terrible, but how's he, you know, responding in other areas? You know, D'Anthony Melton and his, you know, newfound ability to just be a sniper from beyond the arc. Grayson Allen being a great three-point shooter. And then you got Gorgie Jang, who, you know, one game he's sitting on the bench and the next he's coming in and dropping 15 and five on you. Um, You know, I'm really enjoying watching the role players play, um, you know, and just seeing where they go. Um, Because, you know, nine and 10 isn't a bad place to be 19 games into the season, all things considered. It's just at this moment seems a lot worse because we've lost four in a row. And the great thing about it is, is that in a time where there's a lot of uncertainty, I think one thing that kind of has gained some certainty is the youth movement that's in the NBA, Brandon. And, you know, there's a lot of layers for Grizzlies fans, positive layers. You've got a young team who's got possibly the best superstar talent it's ever had in John Moran. I mean, I think that goes without saying now. But you've got a team now that had, for three straight years has been built on, you know, arguably the best three-year stretch of drafting that, you know, in the league, you know, in terms of this time frame, but also obviously in the, in the franchise history. But beyond the youth movement that's there with Memphis, just in general, this draft class, the 2020 class, as weak as many thought it would be, it's appeared to be a bit better. And we're, we're going to see, you know, probably the best proof of that tonight. But before we get to that, just talking about several of the 2020 draft talents are going to be in the G League. But overall, the past few drafts and the way that teams have developed these players with the help of the G League, it's kind of made you a bit more confident in the future of the NBA in terms of the depth of significant youth than you may have been two or three years ago. I mean, 
it's such a sight to see. Um, you have, you know, kind of the big names, you know, people talk about, you know, who's going to carry the torch once, you know, LeBron eventually retires, which, I mean, at this rate, he may as well pull a Brady and play for another 10 years. But, you know, you kind of look at, you know, who's going to take the torch. And, you know, it's easy to look at guys like Giannis and Luca, you know, Luca being an MVP candidate, you know, his second year in the league, um, you know, Giannis back-to-back MVPs and, you know, he's unreal. But you even just look at the immediate impact these young players can have. Um, you know, I know we're going to talk about LaMelo and Ja in a bit. So I'm going to, you know, look at Tyrese Halliburton with the Kings. He's been playing great. There's just so many prospects that even in a weak draft class that are having an early impact, you know, Wiseman, James Wiseman was having a, you know, up and down season with the Warriors, um, you know, Killian Hayes getting hurt was a bummer for Detroit, but you, you know, you look at the Grizzlies and I know we're looking at the hole, but you've got Desmond Bain and Xavier Tillman playing big, heavy, important minutes. And we're not even 20 games into the season yet. And I think it just goes to show that, you know, one, there's a lot of great young talent in this league and, you know, just in the world. And two, teams are figuring out how to untap, you know, the potential in that talent, um, you know, because like you alluded to earlier, if this was some of the Grizzlies teams in the past, Desmond Bain wouldn't see the court because he's a rookie. Xavier Tillman wouldn't even, you know, really get to even dress for games because he's a rookie. So, it's, you know, I think you're seeing a very big shift with, you know, teams – you know, trusting their rookies more at the beginning of the season. And then the teams that don't really have the depth to play their rookies are doing like what the Mavericks and, you know, Bucks have done with their guys and sending them down to the G League to play in the bubble. And while we talked about the bubble, the other aspect of things is certainly the amount of talents that have emerged. You mentioned the Lucas, you know, the Trays, but two talents that also are in that same realm of being franchise-type talents. The talents that franchises have hitched their wagons to are LaMelo Ball and John Moran. And we're starting to see, Brandon, with both of them. You know, LaMelo Ball has certainly picked it up over his past seven games. It's no coincidence over that time frame. Charlotte has really started to enter the playoff picture in the East. John Moran has struggled over, you know, since the Grizzlies came back from their hiatus. It's no coincidence that the Grizzlies overall have struggled as well. But just tonight, a couple of similar situations. The Hornets exceeding expectations with a rookie franchise point guard at the helm a season after the Grizzlies did it. A lot of excitement in seeing this matchup, you know, and really seeing these two guards operate and should in what should be a highlight field night. Hopefully the Memphis will come out on top in. Yeah, no, I, I'm really looking forward to the uh, the matchup tonight just because, you know, there's a lot of similarities between John and LaMelo, um, you know, at least when it comes to the passing ability. They both just, just can make passes that, you know, you have to, like, sit there and rewind in real time. You can't even wait for the replay to come up because you got to figure out how the heck they made that pass. Um, you know, LaMelo's had a great rookie year, you know, especially since he got uh, put into the starting lineup. He's just been – you know, playing lights out and to the point, Sean, you made is, you know, really kind of carrying this Hornets team to uh, get them in the playoff picture. And, you know, I think the matchup's going to be fun because you look at two elite point guards, guys, I think are going to be, you know, stars in the league on two smaller market teams facing off. I, I think that's one thing that uh, isn't talked about nearly enough is how, um, you know, 
Charlotte's a small market and they've got LaMelo Ball. Memphis small market has John Morant. So it's, you know, we're kind of used to being the underdog and, you know, not having a lot of, you know, attention drawn on us. But you got to feel that's going to change for us and for the Hornets over the next, you know, decade. The thing about it that you alluded to, and it's nice. I've talked with some Hornets fans, talked with other um, fans of franchises that are that are kind of starting to show a little bit of life this year, Knicks and, and, and others such as that. It's nice when you've already experienced as a small market gaining a franchise-type player and seeing him exceed expectations. You gain an appreciation for seeing it in other places, you know, like we've seen in Charlotte. So that's what will make it fun. But you talk about expectations. You talk about pressure. I'll say that that is coming soon. But it's not here as of yet. I do think that this is a season full of hope that's on house money, you know, as we talked about yesterday. But you alluded to it after last night's game, you know, and you also talked about it a bit here. A lot of people think the sky is falling. A lot of people are in, are in the moment. That's only what they're reacting to. But there still is so much to enjoy about being in a situation where, yes, we want the playoffs for the players. But if that just doesn't work out, there's the end result still is such a benefit. But just kind of, you know, expand upon what you had talked about last night about, you know, hey, this is a young team, struggles happen, they're going to be fine. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, and I don't have the exact quote, but I think even before the season started, Grizzlies GM Zach Kleiman kind of said, you know, the last year or so has been asset accumulation and that this year was a lot about, you know, evaluating the talent on the roster. You know, and that goes, you know, like I was saying earlier, a lot beyond just John Morant, you know, so I think they're, you know, really, you know, what it boils down to, at least, you know, so far this season is looking at that shooting guard rotation, um, mainly between Dylan Brooks, DeAnthony Melton, Grayson Allen, um, you know, seeing how they fit with Ja, you know, figuring out what lineups work, um, because, you know, with the way they're getting paid, eventually you're probably going to have to move one of Brooks or Melton and then, you know, Grayson's on, you know, a cheap rookie deal, but, you know, you may have to end up moving him too, you know, once, you know, the focus kind of turns from, you know, evaluate, getting talent, evaluating it and developing it to, all right, now, you know, like we the, we are wanting to make the playoffs, you know, like obviously if the Grizzlies make the playoffs this year, great, but it's a little bit, like you said, Sean, we're on house money right now. We're, we're doing great, you know, d- you know, in, decent, in a decent spot, you know, without any minutes from Justice or Jaron. But, you know, I think next year is going to be the year where it kind of starts to flip. The flip is going to get switched to that. All right, now we really want to compete, you know, and go for the playoffs and, you know, start really becoming a force in the West. And, you know, there's a lot of good and bad to like. Um, You know, Dylan's shot isn't falling, but, you know, his hustle is kind of, you know, contagious. And, you know, as, as much as he gets, you know, a ton of crap on Twitter, he still does a lot of the, you know, small little things that doesn't really show up in the box score to help you win games. You know, DeAnthony Melton's always doing something, and Grayson Allen's been shooting great. Um, you know, so, that, so that's really what I'm looking for. Um, and naturally, you know, the better those players play alongside John Morant, the more the Grizzlies are going to win. The more they struggle or, you know, are inconsistent, the more the Grizzlies are going to lose. But, you know, I think that's kind of what this season is about is figuring out who's going to be a long-term fit next to John Morant. And then, you know, later on this year, who fits with Ja alongside Jaron and Justice Winslow. 
I couldn't agree more. You know, there's a lot to still see, a lot to be happy about what has been seen. And also a reminder that this is a team going through growing pains that has some limitations right now. But again, at the end of the day, because of just how successful last season was, being in the season where there's no bad outcome is certainly a fun place to be, you know, in the midst of a rebuild. But speaking of being in the midst of something, I will say this, one of the best, the biggest reason why I enjoy doing, you know, what I do through GBB, this podcast on a daily basis, is the opportunity that it allows for me to talk with with fans, folks who cover the Grizzlies, but just people in general who share many of the passions that I do. And especially when it comes to a person who not only I can learn from when I speak with them, but I gain a better appreciation of just how much they know their stuff. And I can tell you that that's Brandon. And I bring all that up to say this, there's not going to be a better source of coverage when it comes to enhancing your ability to watch the hustle than Brandon Abraham. And, and I say that being a fan of Brandon's, but also really respecting the work that he's done over the past few years. With that being said, Brandon, please let our listeners know where they can find your work, an idea of what type of stuff you'll be putting out there and how they can really get the most out of the great coverage that you provide on, on a consistent basis. I appreciate the kind words, Sean. It really does mean a lot. It's always fun getting to talk and hang out with you. Um, you know, look forward to bumping into you at some more Grizzlies games, doing some media, socially distanced, of course, and wearing the mask, but always good to see you face-to-face. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BC Abraham. Um, you can also follow, you know, Grizzly Bear Blues on Twitter at SBN Grizzlies. The fun part with all of the, you know, early tip-off games for the hustle is I'll get to, you know, kind of cover the games from the GBB account instead of my personal, whereas, you know, most seasons I'm kind of, you know, flip-flopping between the two depending on if the Grizzlies are playing. Um, you know, so you can follow both. Be sure you're following along. I'll have my weekly hustle reports. I'll have my first one out next week um, after the first, you know, week of games, you know, getting ready to go. And I, I go weekly with those, you know, until the season's over, which hopefully is when the hustle bring home the Mickey Mouse trophy. Um, but I just appreciate you having me, Sean. It's always fun getting to talk, catch up, hang out, talk a little smack, uh, everything in between. It's always a good time. It is, it is. And if you'll stick with us for just a second after the show, but yeah, you can find his work at BC Abraham. Again, I encourage it. Uh, we will probably have Brandon on at some point, you know, here over the next six weeks or so as the hustle, you know, really getting excited to see them. We'll, we'll probably try to get him back on, you know, around the Ignite game, which obviously is going to be the highlight for many um, fan bases of this year. But of course, you can follow him at BC Abraham, both of our work at SBN Grizzlies through Grizzly Bear Blues. You can hear him on the Grizzly Bear Blues Network podcast network as well find myself at SSAC, the podcast at locked on grizz let us know what you think of the show subscribe review leave us comments reach out to us via dm let us know what you'd like to be discussed this stuff as well as many other great um just loads of opportunity when it comes to this grizzlies team whether it be the grizzlies or the hustle to discuss the great things going on but for brandon abraham my name is sean cohen it's been a pleasure talking with you again we'll talk with you soon be ready for another gritty nitty gritty grind session later on this afternoon in regards to the grizzlies and the um, hornets and a great matchup of two young uh, point guards in the nba john morant and Lamella ball really excited to see it happen until next time we'll talk to you again soon here on the locked on grizzlies podcast